Ooh, ooh, ooh. Back in the air chair. That's what we call these. Yeah, everybody in the industry calls it the air chair. The hot seat. You don't call your headphones headphones. They're your cans. Yeah. That's pretty much all you need to know to get into radio. Mm-hmm. Call the and, chair an air chair and your headphones your cans. And always, always remember, your pipes are your paycheck. <laughs> Take care of them like you would a muscle car. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Here's a weird thing. I, just this morning, I was leaving to come here. So I'm exiting my house at 4.30, 4.45, somewhere in there. And I'm pulling out. And there was a woman walking her two dogs at that time. Down your alley? I've never, no, not in the alley, just like oh. on a side street. Yeah, that's I've weird. never seen her out walking her dogs before. And I just thought 4.45 a.m. was an odd time to be walking a dog. Maybe she wasn't real. Maybe she was a ghost. Ooh, maybe I was seeing things. So when I see out that early walking a dog, I'm like, oh, they're casing the place. They're it's, eyeballing homes. Yeah. It's normal to see people in cars at that time of day because I leave for work even earlier than Bryce. For some reason, he feels he doesn't need to leave till 4.30. I'm leaving my house regularly at 3, 3.30. It is weird when you see somebody walking down your street. I saw a guy jogging one day. He jogged by as I was walking out to my car. And, like, when you hear footsteps coming quickly down the sidewalk in the dark, it's alarming. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. I don't know what you're up to. She's probably just some shift worker and either just got off work or had to go in early. But it was odd. Those dogs getting their timing, their internal clock all messed up. Maybe she was stealing dogs. <gasps> I didn't even think of that. Is your dog still home? A lawn chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. Welcome to the Lawn Chair Profits. My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. We've been away a lot this summer. Yeah, in fact, it's September now. And uh, you will consistently get an edition of Lawn Chair Profits every week now. Yeah, no more vacations for us. No. Ugh. Oof. Ugh. Yeah, that was terrible. That just bummed <laughs> me out. Off. I love vacation. We, uh, we started doing recommendations on the podcast, I don't know, a few months ago where I just tell you a thing I'm into, Bryce tells you a thing he's into. It might be a food, it might be a kitchen appliance, it might be a movie or a song. Uh, And we just do this every week. We share them with you in hopes that you will find enjoyment in them as well. Who's going first this week? I can go first. What do you got? Uh, Mine's a TV show. I mean, it's been around for a while. In fact, I think they have nine seasons. Huh? But I love this show so much, and I just rewatched it again because I have nothing going on. But Letter Kenny. Oh! My God, I love that show. Canadian made, proudly Canadian. Uh, each season is only six or seven episodes, and they're like 20 minutes each. So you can burn through it real fast. Am I going to get kicked out of Canada if I say I've seen less than 15 minutes of Letter Kenny? <gasps> Actually, I was just showing my better half. I was like, I think you would enjoy it. <laughs> she tried. I think she got a season in and then just said, nope. Not well, for you me. said too much fart stuff, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like once a couple fart jokes is fine, but I didn't realize until she was starting to grow tired of it just how many fart jokes are in it. See, there uh, there aren't enough fart jokes for me. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. And it's one of these ones like the humor you're not going to get smarter watching Letter Kenny? No. But it's just well done, well acted. The music is really cool that they use throughout the show. I love it so much. And I met one of the guys once. Oh, really? Yeah. Wh- well, where? Uh, well, I was at a party at Dine Alone Records in downtown Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Dallas Green was at the same party. That's the party I skipped. Yeah, you weren't there. No. <laughs> and, um, yeah, one of the main characters, the guy who plays Daryl. Yeah. Derry. Uh, he was at this party, and I just went up to him, said hello. He Did was- he look like his character, or was he in street clothes? He was in street clothes. He was wearing a band shirt. I can't remember what band. But, yeah, it threw me off because he was wearing normal clothes, not his, like overalls that he wears in the show. But was he at the Dine Alone party as a guy from Letterkenny, or he was just a guy at a party? He was just a guy at the party. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Yeah. so he was just there, so I said hello. I think he was there with his girl, and she was really nice. Yeah. Just made me love the show even more. Did you guys become best friends? We did in my mind. Yeah. I assume he forgot me the second I walked away. Yeah, likely. But in my head, we're friends. Bryce's recommendation this week, Letterkenny. Can't get enough. It's on Crave. Mine's a TV show this week, too, that's also on Crave. Wow. Is that a, is HBO? Is that the... Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Mine's an HBO show. And it's called The 100-Foot Wave. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Ooh. It's a six-part? Yeah, I think it's six episodes. It's about big wave surfers. Like, anybody can surf... A two to eight foot wave. Like that's baby stuff. These guys, well, the title of the series is the 100 foot wave. They're surfing this crazy wave in Spain that they discovered. It wasn't even a surfing town, but this town is like, we got all these waves. Let's turn us into a surfing town. And they did. The waves are absolutely insane. I don't know why people would, the, the subject of the documentary, it's mostly this guy named Garrett McNamara who's a a surfer in his mid-50s, who he just takes a pounding in this series. Like, imagine riding down a 100-foot wave on a chunk of lumber, and then all of a sudden you wipe out. These guys, you see them wipe out, and they skip like stones across the water. Well, 100 feet is how many stories? Like an eight-story building. So an eight-story building of water crashing down on you. Oh, yeah. In in your head, you're like, it's water. How badly could that hurt? It's but, like getting hit by a cement truck. <laughs> I think that would sting. And then pinned to the bottom of the ocean, or not only pinned, but rolled around in the rocks and the gravel and the other garb, the spent medical waste and all that that's on the bottom of the ocean. And you're being pinned down there for 30 to 90 seconds. And you can't get out. It'd be like a washing machine at the bottom of the ocean. And these guys do it, and guys die doing it. That's not a spoiler. No, it's just common sense. It's yeah. a hundred foot wave. But it's the cinematography is incredible. You really do get a sense that you're right there with them and you're 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 watching this wave come up and you're sitting there in your comfy chair going, Oh no, no. Like you feel dread. I've never surfed a day in my life. Neither have I. I have been to Tofino, BC, which they say is the surfing capital of Canada. Yeah. And I went there with high expectations. And I think just because it's the best surfing in Canada. We're like, it's world class. Yeah. But I don't think, it, I think it's more of those baby waves. Yeah, it's good for Canada. It's good for Canada. You yeah. have to wear a wetsuit. 
because yeah. the water's too cold. You have like the water's freezing. Well, most of these guys in hundred foot wave. Well, they're all wearing suit, but they're wearing body armor too. Yeah, I would imagine that's for protection from a hundred foot wave. Yeah, that's crazy. Watch it; it's good. It really and the characters, characters, the athletes in this thing—they're all super likable people. They're all people you go, I, I would love to have a beer with that guy or that woman. Hundred foot wave. It's on HBO. That's my recommendation. The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. So, Bryce, mm. I want to play you a clip of a phone call here. The other day on the radio show, we were just talking about how cool it is to say, uh, yeah, I was in a helicopter. For some reason, it's only um, it's a small percentage of the public that have ridden in helicopters. Have you ever been in a helicopter? I have. Yeah. It's not everybody's been in a helicopter, as it turns out. I had no idea. No, and mine was like a, it was like a 15-minute up-down, quick tour of downtown and then back. Yeah, so everybody started calling in with helicopter stories. Some of them were really, really good. We decided that the ultimate helicopter power move is that move where you jump out of the helicopter into an angry body of water in scuba gear. It's just a cool look. That is a good power move. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, even it's just a cool look when you have to run to a helicopter and then you have to hold your hat and kind of duck down a bit. You don't make too big of a deal out of it, though. Like you sort of, you, you kind of crouch a little bit and you, you make it look like you do this every day. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is how I go to work every day in a helicopter. This is so dangerous. I have to crouch a bit lest I lose my head. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking about all this. And then I just want to play you a short clip of what inspired this conversation. This is Jason. So we were out snowmobiling, my dad and I and a couple of his friends. And uh, this buddy of his, he was in the oil field and uh, quite notorious for his partying, even though he was old. (laughs) He would drink a lot. So he went to a Richie Brothers sale, just smashed out of his mind, and bought a helicopter. (laughs) And... Paid for it, had it shipped home, didn't even know that he'd bought the helicopter until it showed up. He's like, what's this doing here? And they showed him. He's like, oh. Oh, did he know how to fly it? No. His dad's friend impulse bought a helicopter (laughs) at an auction while he was drunk. Wow. And he didn't know how to fly a helicopter. He's just like, I should have a goddamn helicopter. And that's how he ended up with one. You would think that maybe they'd be like, ooh, we shouldn't sell that guy a helicopter. Yeah, you can't buy a gun without a license. How come you can buy a helicopter without a license? It seems like something you should be able to handle when you buy it. Uh, yeah. Um, so it just it got us talking about what's the most impulsive thing you've ever bought or the most impulsive thing you've ever done. Well, that bar is pretty high with helicopter. Yeah, I don't know. How, we should probably just end this segment now. <laughs> Mine seems lame. I was trying to rack my brain. The most impulsive thing I ever bought was a TV. Mm. And it was like a, a flat screen TV when they first started really coming out. So it was only a 46-inch TV, but it was three grand. Oh. And I think I went out for a chocolate bar, decided to stop in at the electronics store, walked away with a $3,000 TV that I could not afford. You had to make the payments. And probably in the end, what did you pay? Eight grand? Oh, like I, made, I made payments for two or three years on that thing. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, Garner and Bryce, on impulse, I got my lip pierced back in high school. After the piercer got the ring through, she went to put the bead on it to lock it, but she was still holding the needle in her hand, and it went about half an inch into my chin. 
Oh. Oops, she said, and that was about it. It hurt way more than the piercing, and I didn't even get a discount, Justin. Accidental face stabbing. No, no discount. Uh, oh, this is impressive. This one right here. Hey, lads. Myself and my wife once got on a plane to Edmonton from Ireland eight years ago. Nothing but a suitcase each. Rented a car when we landed, drove into town. We're still here and we're loving it. Craig. What? Yeah. So I wrote back and I'm like, maybe it's because all of us here in Edmonton have low self-esteem. So we always ask that question. Edmonton? Like, why would you come to Edmonton? And uh, neither one had been here before, but he just said, uh, my wife Googled sunniest city in Canada. It didn't mention the extreme cold. (laughs) Sun in Ireland is rare. So is Edmonton the sunniest city in Canada? I think it is, actually. Really? But Hmm. if you don't realize the climate, that you come here in July and life is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. By January, you're maybe second-guessing that, but the fact that they've stuck it out for eight years is impressive. Yeah. I would imagine most stories like that go the opposite direction. Fly to Ireland and end up staying there. Yeah, exactly. What a feather in our cap for them to stay here. Uh, My husband and I are big fans of the impromptu hotel staycation. Out for dinner, have a few too many cocktails to drive home. You could Uber, or you could get a hotel room within walking distance and get breakfast in bed in the morning. I love that idea. That is pretty good. My, I would never do that, though, because my wife, who's beautiful, she's smart, I love being around her, she's way too practical. Well, when you break down the $20 Uber ride versus a $200 hotel room, yeah, you know, it does make sense to just go home, but sometimes you just have to live life to, to the fullest. You do. And just stay at that hotel. Uh, boys, I once flew to Tokyo, Japan for a three-day weekend. What? That's all it says. I I don't know. How long would it take to fly to Tokyo? That mustn't include the three days you were in Tokyo. Like, you'd have to have almost two days on either end. You would think so, yeah. Hey, we work with a guy. Didn't he, Shippy, didn't he go to Ireland for a... Oh, where did he go? He He went to Ireland. Oh, you're right. For a long week, because he went to the Guinness. Yeah, he went to Dublin, I think. Yeah. For a weekend. Yeah, that was a power move. Man, going to Tokyo for three days? (laughs) (laughs) That seems crazy. And I wouldn't imagine that's a cheap flight either. Yeah. Uh, Four years ago, me and my fiance of six years split up. The next day, I went and applied for my passport and bought a round trip to Vegas. A week later, I went to pick up my passport without any guarantees it would even be ready. I boarded my flight not even 12 hours later. Katie. Ooh, that's cutting it close. Yeah, that is close. I thought the round trip thing, I thought it'd be a little more exotic than Vegas. Yeah. But it's a fun town. Uh, I got a phone number here. I got to call. This This one looks pretty juicy. Hello? Good morning. Hey, it's Garner. Hi, Garner. My name's Lolo. Lolo? Yeah. That's a good name. That like sounds it. That sounds like the name of a free spirit. <laughs> well, as much as you can be a free spirit when you are a principal, yes, I absolutely am. <laughs> Uh, you're a principal? I am. Well, when I read your text here, I just, I went, awesome. Yeah, it was great, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, basically, the long and the short of it, you said that you and your husband woke up on a Friday morning. He's like, I'm unhappy at my job. You're like, so quit. And he did. And then you guys 
immediately took off and drove across Canada. Exactly. He, uh, we just, it was because I was off for summer and he, we woke up and he just in conversation, he said, he said, I just hate work and I'm super unhappy. And I said, pull the pin, like, we'll figure it out. Life is too short. And so he called and quit. And by lunchtime, we had thrown our dog in the truck and packed a suitcase (laughs) and a cooler of beer and we were gone. And that was it. And we were gone for three weeks. We drove all the way across. Uh, and we went up to Windsor, Ontario, and then drove back. It was so it was so fun. We had the best time traveling, and we just stopped where we wanted to stop and just checked out Canada. It was great. It was so much fun. And I have this great picture of our dog. We just lost her this year. She was an English bulldog. Um, but she, uh, we, we were in a farmer's field, and her head is hanging sort of, and the clouds are are above her head, and uh, it's one of my favorite photos of that whole trip because it just sort of captures the wildness of the whole time on the road. Yeah. the This this is like the premise of a Hollywood movie. <laughs> it was, it, well, except there there was no, you know, no violence or anything really scary that happened. I no. wonder who would play me in the movie. Oh, well, this is your chance to pick somebody. Yeah. Who do you think? Well, I would pick Vince Vaughn for my husband because he's my favorite. Yeah. And he's then, just a damn um, likable guy, too. Right? And he's got great comedic timing, and so does, so does Troy. I'm not sure who would play me in a movie. Somebody's fabulous and vivacious. Charlize Theron. I'll take it. Okay. Well, Lolo, this is uh, the part I find really, like, the whole story's beautiful. It's impulsive. It's something that a lot of us should probably consider. But the one thing that sticks out... Uh, principals drink beer? Well, on occasion, yes, we do. Especially in the summertime. Doesn't that sound like a movie? That's kind of like a dream scenario where you just say, you know what? Pass on work. Let's go to PEI instead. Drive across Canada. That's really cool. I would love to drive across Canada. Oh, so would I. Wonder if, yeah. Except for if I could skip, and no slight... To my friends in Saskatchewan and Manitoba and a lot of Ontario, there's just not a lot going on out there. I've seen it. If I could sort of fast forward those provinces and maybe get right to the outskirts of Toronto and then continue on all the way to the East Coast, I would appreciate that. That would be good. I'm looking it up now. I'm like, how long would it take to drive from here, Edmonton, to Prince Edward Island? And it's about 4,700 kilometers. It'll be so, 49 hours oh, of driving. Of straight driving. So if you did seven hours a day, which is still a pretty healthy amount. It's going to take you a week. It'd take you a full week to get across. Yeah. That's cool. I would love to do that one day. I'm jealous of that one. Hey, good morning, guys. I got on the wrong boat in 2007 and ended up in Africa. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness, I was living in Europe at the time. It took me all weekend to get home. Yeah, that's a, it's a little different than accidentally getting on the the Metro Line LRT when you want to go to Beverly. Like, that's a local reference. You won't get that if you're listening somewhere else. But I don't know. I feel like if I was crossing an ocean on a boat, I'd read the sign, then I'd read the sign again, and then I'd go ask somebody, get them to read the sign. I don't know. You would think there would be a ticket involved. That yeah, that be says Africa yeah. on it. <laughs> it. Makes more sense that they were in Europe and went to Africa. So I'm like, whoa, what were they boarding a ferry in New Brunswick and somehow ended up in Africa? 
my girl and I two weeks ago drove to Toronto to watch the Blue Jays 7,500 kilometers later. Wow, Toronto is a long way away. It is. It's farther away from here than people think. Yeah. That's a long, and f- probably for the most part, pretty uneventful drive. Oh, drunk cousin story? Do you want that? Okay, I have an idea in my head of which direction this goes. My wife's cousin got very drunk and decided to fly to Vegas with his girlfriend to get married. He stole his girlfriend's dad's credit card to pay for it. Halfway there, he started sobering up and decided he did not want to get married. He spent a few very awkward hours with his pissed-off girlfriend waiting for a return flight, and when he got home, had to explain why he had the father's credit card and had to borrow money to pay it off. Ooh, that's not the direction I thought it would go. No, you don't want to do certain things. Like, you don't want to... Get a tattoo on impulse, and you don't want to get married on impulse. No. (laughs) No, you want to be pretty certain of both those things. The Lawn Chair Profits. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. You know what that is, Bryce? That's the sound of a chicken. That was pretty good. It was a pretty good chicken. It really was. I can't even remember how we started talking about this. Well, you were away on vacation. You wouldn't even know. No, I had my feet up somewhere. (laughs) Just talking about that one time you chickened out of that thing. And maybe you back out of it. Maybe you regret that thing or maybe you dodged a bullet. I don't know. Um, I went for my first bikini. This is a text. This is not my words. (laughs) Okay. I went for my first bikini wax a number of years ago. I gave up halfway through and walked out half bald. Ooh. At a certain point, you're past a point of no return. You may as well finish the job. Yeah. Symmetry is important. Let's just put it that way. Must have had to wear a weird swimsuit that summer. <laughs> uh, my friend chickened out of her tattoo about three minutes in. She has an empty square tattooed on her forearm. Wow. Okay. That's a tough one to explain. Maybe just turn that little empty square into an empty picture frame, and then you could Sharpie in different pictures. I don't know. Just tell people the tattoo is whatever you want it to be. Oh, deep. Yeah. Profound. Uh, Good morning, guys. I chickened out of a career opportunity. I used to work in the casino industry. I applied to work on cruise ships. I was contacted to fly to Vancouver for a test, I didn't set up the appointment for the test because I was a chicken. A lot of my former coworkers went and have been have seen great things and have, have great stories. Several of them found their spouses on that ship. Ooh. Ooh. The love boat. Yeah, there's some regret there. Just a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever chickened out of anything significant. No, I can't. Oh, you know, well, did we talk about it on the podcast? What, the, uh, a few years ago, I had an opportunity to go flying with Canada's snowbirds. You I know, don't remember this. No. I got an invite, go up, do loop-de-loops and that kind of stuff. And I told them I was busy that day. Because my, my <laughs> biggest fear was throwing up in a jet. I, I couldn't imagine. There's How no humiliating would that be? Yeah, there's no softer look than throwing up in one of those things. And just where does that puke go? All of a sudden, you're doing barrel rolls and upside down. It's and, just everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try not to think about that. I do regret that. I wish I would have done it. That would have been pretty cool. I think I would have been fine. Huh. I've never been invited by the snowbirds. 
Maybe one day, Bryce. <laughs> Maybe one day. Uh, let's grab a call here. Hi. Hi, Garner. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Just feeling a little, like, viscerally attacked. The girl who told the story, or I guess I, who told the story about uh, chickening out on a cruise ship job and really regretting it brought up a lot of really uncomfortable memories for me this morning. Oh, no. Oh, no. I <laughs> Since I was, like, eight years old, I knew that I wanted to work in radio. My mom worked for the local radio station, and, like, I was just fascinated by it all. And I went to school, and I was doing my practicum, and I accidentally one day on air said it was minus 14, and it was not minus 14, it was plus 14. But I was so embarrassed. Like, I literally just convinced myself, like, nope. This isn't what I want to do at all, even though I have spent my entire life wanting it. Oh, get back in. Get back in. (laughs) Well, I did, like, get into radio administration for a little while. Like, I produced a morning show here in town for a couple of years and did some, like, sales administration stuff. But I was always just too chicken, which is heartbreaking. Like, I'm so sad thinking about it all. I know. It's easy to get all up in your head about a stupid mistake on the radio. I I get that completely because I've done it too. When I had COVID and I was working from home back in April, I said on the radio I was broadcasting from Southwest Calgary. (laughs) Amazing. How how did I do that? And that still haunts me to this day. I think about it regularly and people tease me about it. But oh. don't don't let the minus 14 plus 14, you got to get back in, okay? It's what you're supposed to be doing. Okay, well, if ever you need a new Amber, give me a call. Okay. What's your first okay. name? It's AJ. I feel like there are worse crimes a person could commit than saying minus 14 instead of plus 14. I know. It's not a thing to lose sleep over. It happens. I feel bad for her, though, because I, you probably have those things. I have those things that I've said and I regret, and now I cringe when I think about them. Yeah. But not to the point that I would quit my job. Like I once got my name wrong. You said your own name wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I was working in Calgary, and I said it's something like I had to say, I'm Bryce Kelly. In Calgary right now, it's 20 degrees. And I was doing something else. I was looking somewhere, and I was just, I'm Bryce, Cal- I'm Bryce Calgary in Calgary right now. <laughs> and everyone wouldn't let it down that I <laughs> he said his name was Bryce Calgary and I said I thought it was a pretty understandable thing yeah they didn't let me live it down and it haunts me to this day yeah I don't know I remember the one time and this wasn't even on the radio I was doing and I was way way older than these girls and I walked in to do a radio show in a sorority house we were doing a live <laughs> and this was <laughs> this was the first week do you know this story no but I lo- well, <laughs> I'm intrigued <laughs> We were doing an early morning radio show in a sorority house on campus, first week back at school, and the guy that actually it was the, the guy that had your job before you, him and I walk in, we're getting all set up, and the girls are all kind of sleepy, and they're all sitting around the big radio show, and we're just about to get started, and I held up, <laughs> I held up my hand with my wedding ring, and I'm like, sorry, girls, I'm married. <laughs> I did it as a joke, but there was that look of disgust because I was twice their age. Any of them, I was twice their age. And I probably came off as a pervert. They probably, like, they wouldn't have known 
what I was really like, what my real personality was. I think about that regular. Anytime I see a sorority house in a movie, a TV series, that I immediately cringe. Yeah. And that was at the beginning of the day? Oh, yeah. That was like 5.45 in the morning. Oof. Yeah. When yeah. a joke lands with a thud like that, that early, oh. that's a lot of baggage to carry around the rest of the day. Oh, I wonder how... Oh. God, I hope those girls are okay. In a sorority house, probably not as uh, much fun in real life as it seems in the movies, I would imagine. Well, not at 5.45 in the morning. 5.45 in the afternoon, it's probably way more fun, but not that time of day. Is it as gross as I imagine? I don't even remember. That was a long time ago. Like 12, 14 years. You've been here for 13 years. Frat houses and sorority houses, I just assume are sticky with regret. Uh, here we go. During the NHL lockdown season, my mom met Ryan Smith at Costco. So Ryan Smith, a former, like a legendary Edmonton Oiler. Mm-hmm. My mom called me and said, I met Ryan Smith and he wants to talk to you on the phone. Oh, weird. I was 10. I chickened out and hung up. I still regret it to this day. How many stories about Ryan Smith begin in Costco? Yeah, it seems to be his second home. Yeah. If you want to see him... Go to a Costco. I can just imagine, though, that the mom was like, I have a kid at home who's a big fan. He's your number one fan. And you you know what he would enjoy? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I just want this tub of mayonnaise. (laughs) I just want to go home (laughs) and lose myself in a shame spiral. Uh, Do you want to do another one? Yes. Okay. One more. I was at Disney World Polar Park. I think it's called Blizzard Beach. The, the, I know the water park. I've been to it. It's like a, it's a water park, but it's like a ski resort. You take chairlifts up to the slides. Ooh. There's fake snow everywhere. It's fantastic. Um, I climbed up to the highest slide and sat there and screamed for 10 minutes and then had to walk down. Oh. Everybody had to move aside as I did the walk of shame. Ooh. You know what? That's from Candy. Uh, the worst part when you chicken out on a water slide, because you're already feeling vulnerable, being out in public with next to nothing on, is that now you have to walk past 400 people that have been standing in the blistering sun for 35 minutes waiting to do the thing you just chickened out of. The walk of shame is hard enough, but doing it in a bathing suit, that's a double whammy. Lawn Chair, Don't Care. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Prophets. Bryce Kelly? Yes. You love to watch a good movie, right? I love a good film. So do I. I like it when you pronounce it with two syllables, by the way. Yeah, you have to. We were talking about just the stuff you see in movies or in TV shows that's fake and it just drives you absolutely insane. Like just the, it, the small things, the little details <laughs> yeah. that when you see it, it just trips you up. Yeah. And I got a bunch. Oh, so do I. I got a bunch, and I see them all the time. Mine's always parking. It's like a guy can show up at the Empire State Building on a Thursday afternoon at 3 o'clock, and he gets the (laughs) spot right in front of the Empire State Building. How does that happen? No chance. No. My biggest one is breakfast. Oh. How many movies or TV shows have you seen where one of the characters makes a big breakfast? I'm talking eggs, pancakes, bacon, the works, only to have the other people in the house show up, take two bites, and then be like, mm, well, I got to get to school, and then take off and leave all the food on the table. Yeah, and they always it's like they grab a piece of toast, they, they bite the corner off the toast and throw it back down, and they run out the door. Yeah. Like, how many times has mom 
been caught in this scenario in that movie. Like it's all, and the thing is too is that mom and dad are impeccably dressed. He's sitting at the table in a suit reading a newspaper. She's, you know, wearing a power business suit. Yet she's cooking bacon. Nobody cooks bacon in a suit. Not on a weekday. No. No. It's so fake. That drives me nuts too. Or the other thing about eating in movies too is like do people really drink milk out of the jug all the time? <laughs> do they? I've never done that before, but I see it in movies all the time. And it's gross if you live with other people. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever done that. And uh, how, how insulted I'd be if I prepared a meal and you're just like, I'm eating Joey for breakfast. And then you just take off. Eh. You little worm, you're going to eat those pancakes and you're going to yeah. like it. Now put down your phone. Hello. Oh, when I'm home alone, I'm always all the rose coat trash. I just drink out of the milk jug, but I do that when everyone's home. <laughs> so. What? Wait, wait, wait. When people are home, you still just drink milk right out of the jug you, with reckless abandon? You don't care? Or is that just when you're alone? Um, well, I have a family of six people, so my germs are everyone's germs. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I rounded the corner and somebody was drinking milk right out of the jug. I, I don't think know my what... dad started this for me, though. Pardon me? I think my dad started this for me, though. I saw him doing it once, and I'm just like, hey, why do that one? Why, hmm. do, I have to, why do I have to use a cup when I can do that? So. <laughs> okay. What's your name? Uh, honey. Her name's Honey, Bryce. Honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good name. Like, if you had roommates... And you rounded that corner, and one of them was drinking from the jug of milk. Do you pretend you didn't see it and just never drink milk again? I don't think I'd be able to hide the bummer from my face. You you would call them out on it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm that confrontational. I would just kind of maybe pull one of those. Yeah. Disapproving size. Several people texted in, and this one makes me crazy too, is that Nobody ever says hello or goodbye on the phone in movies. It's like, why is that? Why do they eliminate that part? Especially the goodbye. Yeah, that's just rude. They just hang up. Or the super vague um, arrangements like, meet me two Thursdays now in the park. So, and then it's like, clearly it's Central Park, which is massive. Central Park is like the size of a small city. So how do you know where to meet? And so when you go to two Thursdays, are you counting this Thursday or (laughs) are we we counting from last Thursday? Where are we counting from? Why can't we just set a date and a time and a place and an address? It's funny. It's the same thing when you see a couple of characters make a date. Yeah. They're like, how about we go for dinner this Friday? And they're like, okay. And you're like, all right, well, I'll I'll see you on Friday. It's like, and you're like, whoa, what time? Where? Who's, are you picking me up? What's happening here? Yeah. Who's driving? (laughs) Where are we going? What do I need to dress like? Are we going to go Dutch? (laughs) There's certain details you need to hammer out. Yeah. Uh, Make better plans. Here's another eating one. In particular, the Big Bang Theory. Always ordering food or sitting in the school cafeteria with food, it annoys me when they sit there and just push their food around on the plate the whole conversation, and rarely the actors ever take a bite. That's from Colleen. That's true. Well, there are many things about that show that bother me, and that's just one of them. <laughs> one that I, so I've started to rewatch Dexter. 
Oh, yeah. Because the new season's coming out in a couple months. And it drives me crazy because, of course, that one deals with a bunch of murders. Is in the first few episodes, you're dealing with a serial killer who hacks up the victim, like cuts their body parts up and then places them. And there's one where all the body parts are in a pool and the police are there investigating. And the crowd is standing five feet away, just looking right at the body parts. Yeah. And in real life, a crime scene like that, police would not let you anywhere near it. They'd be taped off for blocks. Yeah, put up some tapes, <laughs> some tape. You'd be, you wouldn't be within blocks of that thing. You'd be so far away. But in movies and crime scenes, when someone's a body's getting wheeled out of a house or wherever, people are standing right there. Oh. It's like you would not be right there. This one right here, this drives me insane. And it was happening to me last night. I started watching Clickbait. On Netflix? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the Entourage guy. Yeah. Was that who that is? Adrian Grenier? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's where I know him from. Yeah. Oh, now it clicked. I'm only two episodes in, but this show, Clickbait, I like the story. It's a bit of a wild ride. The acting, eh, could use some improvement. But it's constantly people solving mysteries on the internet and on social media with just five keystrokes on a computer, <laughs> clickety click solved. That makes me nuts. And there's a lot of that in clickbait. So if you don't care for that, don't watch clickbait. Or, or they have to punch in a bunch of code mm-hmm. and they sit there and they're writing tons of code and never make a mistake. You never see them go, Oh geez. And have backspace, to backspace. backspace. <laughs> <laughs> they're just perfect typing all the time. Yeah. Control X, control X. <laughs> uh, this one, Bryce, I think we could probably agree on this one. I think. I can't stand that everyone in movies drinks their hard liquor straight up. Oh, no ice, no mix. Yeah, right. What bothers me most is the lack of the icky face. Well, yeah, if you drink straight booze, you make the. Yeah, if you pour me a scotch, I'm going to take a sip and be like, whoo. Yeah. Yo, machi, machi. Not them. They shoot it back, ball up the exact right amount of money, throw it on the bar. And walk out. Oh, another bar thing. When you go up and they're just like, I'll have a beer. Yeah. And they give you a beer. You walk into a bar now, like, I'll have a beer. They'd be like, I have 45 beers on tap. You what, need to be more specific. What do you like? A lager? <laughs> do you like a, an IPA? <laughs> and yeah, the hard liquor thing. Oh. Ugh. Okay, one more for the bar. The lack of grimace face. They light a smoke, one drag, and then they just stab that thing out. Yes, they don't. Like, Smoke cigarettes fully. Do you know how expensive cigarettes are? Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits stay in the dumpster behind the building by the rail yard. Classy. Classy.